Yo, 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 what's going on? And we're back. Exclusive content right here for Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Look, before we go any further, make sure to click the follow button, subscribe. Uh, and while you're here, rate us five stars. It'll mean a lot. If you guys want to watch visuals and videos and all that good stuff, make sure to head over to YouTube right now and subscribe at youtube.com backslash Premier Live TV. This is Nothing Beats Experience, and we're back with an all-new episode, and I'm joined here today by a legend straight out the city, Fort Worth's own, Giovanni Gallardo. How you doing today? I'm doing great, man. First of all, thanks for having me. You know, it's uh, it's been a while since we had a, sat down and had a conversation, but I'm looking forward to it. Dude, I don't think we've had a conversation since the old days of uh, our dads taking us to the to the, the the baseball games and you know watching uh watching the OGs play ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh yeah, man. Like I said, it's it's been a minute, but you know what? It's like, uh, looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's it's been a long time, but guess what? I mean, we we have we close friends and here we are now man so i, I wanted to kind of ask you real quick um your family they're they're from the are they from michoacan as well yeah yeah they were uh they're from michoacan uh, obviously i was born down there uh pretty much raised here in the north side of fort worth and uh still here you know i call this place home so uh michoacan uh do you remember when you moved here uh we, how old were you whenever you moved to 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 the states we we're about four years old Four. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, pretty much grew up here in Fort Worth and the uh, North Side area, but uh, you know, still had the opportunity as a as a kid go, to go back there and visit family. Still have a bunch of family down in Michoacan and 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 whatnot. But um, you know, like I said, it's just uh, here. I mean, this is this is where I grew up. This is this is home for me. Absolutely. Look, I I, I want to ask a few different questions. I kind of want to start with the origin of your your career and your love for baseball. Was this something that your dad, like, or your 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 family, kind of like instilled into you early on? Like, was it like you know you you were born and then like as soon as you could walk, there was a baseball in your hand? Or how did that look? Like, was did it start in Michoacan or did it? It wasn't something that happened until you came over to the states. You no, know, to be honest, I think it has happened whenever I came over here. You know, whenever we came in Texas, and you know, my dad it was. Uh, it was a, it's a, which, you know, it's a, it's a family thing. It was a family thing for us. A lot of my uncles, cousins, you know, they'd play out there on the weekends every Sunday and, and whatnot, you know, just, uh, uh, that was as a young kid, that was what their, my weekends consisted of, you know, it was out there being running around with my cousins and it's either, you know, you pass the time, grab a, grab a bag, grab a glove, learn how to play your, yourself as a young kid and watching not only that, but watching them play, you know, just, just uh, how intense the games got, you know. It's obviously for them; they're very competitive, and they are—they are to this day. So I think it's uh, once I started learning how to play, I kind of fell in love with the game. You know, the older I got, and just uh, obviously growing up, uh, it was a goal that I had in mind um, as a young kid. I mean, of course, I would, uh, we all—we all know how hard that is to get yeah. to that to to be able to get to that level. But you know, it's like. I use it as motivation, and I think I think for me, like my dad, all my uncles, and uh, everybody, you know, the close uh, family friends, you know, they pushed me. They pushed me to to try to get better, to you know, go out there and do the best I can, take advantage of the opportunities. For those that don't know what we're talking about, so are uh, like our Saturdays and Sundays, specifically Sundays, consisted of going to what would be like a, a Mexican baseball league of uh, a bunch of guys just from 
all over that would get together. And they just had, like, their own baseball league. And they would have their own teams that they would form. And my dad would go, right? <clears throat> and, like, a lot of, um, you know, my uh, my cousins and my uncles and people that were related to my dad, <clears throat> they all played in this league. But these aren't guys that were playing professionally. They just kind of created their, <laughs> their, own, their own thing. But it was so competitive there. And uh, I would watch the games just like you. And I think that's kind of where me and you met early on as kids, I'm sure. And we, we, we played around and, you know, they would they would leave the kids, you know, hey, you know, go go to the playground and do whatever. And, of course, we would watch them play, but we would also kind of, you know, you know, do whatever we do and, and, and meet and hang out. But um, moving along, I guess, you, 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 so you move over here as a kid. You you start. Do you remember the, the elementary school you went to? Uh, yeah, I actually went to Kirkpatrick right down the road. Kirkpatrick so, Elementary School, Kirkpatrick uh, Middle School, and then uh, to Tech. So I, we lived. Um, like I said, we uh, obviously a couple of different spots, but uh, majority was over here in the north side area, kind of by Samson Park, and kind of where where those weekend baseball games were, would be. Yeah. So uh, so kind of moving along now, like. Do you remember? Because obviously you played for Sabine Jarvis, uh, Little League Baseball, uh, right here in North Fort Worth. Do you remember when you started playing ball? Yeah, I do. Yeah, like I said, it's just uh, um, obviously played over there and uh, doesn't exist now. But it was on Riverside, Riverside, Riverside Little League. That was where we, that's where we first started, uh, where I first started playing, and then from there, you know, it just we transferred over over here to Sabine, just because I mean we it was closer and. Uh, you know, it's just uh, just down the road from the house, and it's one of those things that. And then from there on out, it was uh, that's when that whole travel ball, the select, and and all that came about. And when if when it was first starting to come up, and then tried that out for a year, but you know, as we all know, it's like uh, you know, my parents. It, it wasn't a priority, you know, it's, it's, it's expensive, you know, to be honest, I think it's, it was expensive back then and it's expensive now. So we kind of, I did that for one year and then I came back to Sabine and, and then after that, uh, waited a couple of years and then I was fortunate enough to have, to have, uh, you know, the good friend of mine, uh, Adam Resendez, like his dad, he's the one, uh, carried me around taking us to games and kind of took care of like trying to, find help for me to be able to to keep playing that travel ball for both of us for me and and his son which is you know I said it's like I'm very grateful for him that he kind of helped us along the way through the whole process I mean granted I mean it obviously at that young of an age I mean you don't know anything can happen I mean it's not like it's like okay well it's a guarantee he's gonna go move on to the next level or he's just doing it just doing it for us you know yeah. just because because you would see like how much we enjoy playing how about the competitiveness and and all that that's that's interesting and you know adam you know adam resendez is actually you know i remember watching the games as a as a kid you know like because you know i played little league obviously i think i wasn't as good as you guys you know and and i got out pretty early but you know i had cousins that played in you know little league i had some of my closest friends i was actually on the phone one of my close friends that we played little league with and I was asking him about you guys played on a team together, the Red Dogs, mm -hmm. right? And so I was asking him, I was like, do you remember uh, some of the games and just Giovanni's personality? And we started talking about Adam. And I always said, man, I always felt Adam 
was the best guy that I had seen at that age. Uh, and someone that had a lot of potential to go pro. Actually, he got drafted by the Rangers. A lot of people yeah. may not know that. <laughs> Granted, it was the last round, last pick, whatever it was. But, uh, but I know Adam got, uh, got to that point. But in Little League, just from your recollection and your memory, who who was the one guy or one of the guys that you remember in Little League? Like, that was who you were like competitive with. Like you, like man, that guy's really good. Uh, do you, do you do you do you have a name that comes uh, to mind? I, to be honest, I think it'd probably be Adam. Um, you know, like I said, it's like I, I mean, I've, I we knew each other from from the Red Dogs day. That's actually the the first year that we started playing. So like we tried it out in Arc Park, and it was with his dad. Um, but it's one of those things that with him, you know, just being a that was what nine, ten years old, that, that ten around ten, we were about ten years, old, and I've I've known him ever since, you know, and I I think we we built that relationship, that bond, that you know, he's one of those guys that even now to this day is like, you know, we're so competitive <laughs> against one another, and, and anything we do, we pick on each other. But yet again, you know, he knows that if he ever needs something for me, I'm like, you yeah. know, he can reach out and vice versa. So it's a but yeah, like I said, I mean, it's like Adam. I mean, I mean, we sit there and still like have these conversations. I mean, Adam is just, which I'm, I'm sure if you remember Adam, like he was always one of the bigger kids. Yeah, he was just strong. Yeah, you know, he's a big boy. He can hit. He he was a he was a pretty good ball player. Dude, but he just shared a story with me recently on Facebook, and he said that I uh, I tried to fight him in middle school, and I said I don't remember ever trying to fight you in middle school. He's like, bro, you tried to fight me in middle school. I was like, I have no memory of that mm-hmm. but i would have definitely got my ass kicked by you yeah, uh, <laughs> i definitely would have got my ass kicked yeah, out of presenters would have definitely whooped my ass i'll say it on record but no i mean he was he was a great athlete and real quick and i don't want to skip steps here but was there ever any point in time that you were in the pros and they all shot each other a text message or that you just you know busted each other's balls while you were in the league at, at all like like did he ever tell you oh good game or you could have done better, or did that competitiveness kind of oh, stop? No, all the time. Like I said, I mean, even now to this day, like I say, he's like, but again, he's, he's uh, um, there's very few guys that we, that I have that relationship with. You know, like I said, it's like, I understand, like, he's not telling me just to, you know, just to kind of, like, put me down. I mean, there's there's games that, like, I would tell him, I was like, man, I was just, I was terrible. I was like, I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. And, and you know, he's the type of friend that he's not going to be, like, uh, you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, he'll like, you know what? It happens, whatever. But yet, at the same time, he's always gonna be like, "Yeah, you suck." Like, you know, <laughs> like oh, well, thanks. But yeah. But you know, like I said, it's like uh, I said. I mean, even I mean, it, and it was. I mean, it was pretty much throughout my whole career, even now. Like, I mean, like I said we we sit like just like we're having a conversation here. We sit back and we talk about like our travel ball days back when we played select and all that, and because uh, it, it was. We always tried, we kept it so competitive, not to be selfish, but in a way of like, if you're going to, if you're doing good, like I'm going to try to do a little bit better because yeah. I'm going to push you even a little bit more. Absolutely. And, you know, I think everybody needs somebody like that, you know, yeah. just to kind of bring the best out of one another. And it's always good to have that because not everybody has it, but when you find someone that can do that, you know, it, it definitely makes a change. So at what point did you realize like, I'm actually really good at this? Um, you, you know what, for me, I think it is just going into my senior year, to be honest. Like, uh, for me, everything, a lot of people don't believe, especially the way things are now. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people don't believe me. They were like, oh, well, you probably at 14, 
12, 13, 14 years old, you're already getting looked at. I mean, I might have, but I had no idea. And so I think everything happened so quickly for me. Like after my junior year, the summer after my junior year, going into my senior year, that it was kind of like, I mean, it's like, whoa, it's like, I mean, I guess I do have an opportunity to one, either played school somewhere and my my for me like my step was always like okay go to school go to school you know go to college get an opportunity get a scholarship to, and then if able to play f further up from that then great you know if not at least you know get your education and and, and whatnot but then like i said it's like i remember we are actually the select team that we played for we are they took all of us down to houston for what it was called the area code game. So it was basically uh, the Rangers. I think they had Texas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana, I believe. Or there was a couple states. Anyways, but there's the major league teams that would like give the U.S. would get divided and they like form like a team out of like whatever states they have. And so we all went down there and I was fortunate enough I was to make it to get invited to go out to Long Beach and participate in that. And um and yet like i said it's like i mean it's not that my parents didn't want to go but it was like i went by myself you know mm. it's like okay well here you go it's like it's like i mean it was six, 17 years old like you know and it, and and then i did that and then uh you know just little little tournaments that that like like the mickey mantle one down in dallas over by mckinney participated in that and then after that i mean it just you started kind of sensing, like, okay, this yeah, is... Yeah, just started, like, I mean, so, so we went up to a tournament out in Oklahoma, and it was kind of like, well, shoot, I think, uh, I think it might have been out of... And, and, and as you were doing this, you're performing well at these at these, at these these uh, tournaments and at these different, you know, situations that you're in. I guess, you know, for me, like, because what, what, from what I know, right, and I was telling you this off the record, so I was able to kind of keep up with your career into... High school, you know, uh, I, you know, I didn't really, I don't remember really playing against you in, in Little League, mm -hmm. but I remember seeing you. Uh, I, I think I was out. By the time the Red Dogs were formed, my cousin was part of that team. Uh, a few other guys that I knew that were part of that team. And whenever um, my dad, you know, I always kind of, there's a running joke in my house. I always we always used to say that you're like the son he always wanted, right? Uh, my dad would always come back and he would always brag about you. And I think one of the early memories that I had was um, he he was telling me that you were still playing throughout high school. You were playing during the summer at the Mexican League. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was uh, that was interesting. And the way he was positioning it to me was that, you know, you were staying sharp because, you know, like you were starting to get to that point. And then by the time you get to high school, he's telling me that the Yankees are starting to scout you and there's all these big big league teams are starting to scout you he would see your dad at the you know on on the Sundays that they would run into each other and he was you know he was aware of what was happening which is at that point that's when I started really going like okay like this you know like I I believed him but like I didn't believe him until yeah. like you know like it started really going on and then you end up getting drafted I think you know uh in 2004 you you had the option to either go to TCU I believe or, or get drafted and you know, we get drafted to the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, and I, I want to say, dude, I don't, I don't even think it was like maybe a few months. You were drafted, and my dad pops out a rookie card. You already, he already had your rookie card, 
So just for the record, if you didn't know, my dad's an extremely big supporter of yours. So because he's been such a big supporter, it like I've always heard about all the things you were doing, all the stuff that you had going on, and obviously considering that he has a relationship with your dad, uh, and even with you when he would see you, um, he would he would tell me and communicate a lot of that stuff with me. So I thought it was always pretty cool uh, to kind of see that. But you, you mentioned your senior year in high school. So you went to high school at Trimble Tech, uh, which, by the way, now they actually have a baseball field that they named after you, which is a great honor. And congratulations on that because I never you know, I haven't seen you in so long. So I haven't got an opportunity to tell you that. But what was the decision that led for you to go, okay, TCU, Milwaukee Brewers, you know, and, and what made you go – this this direction because if I'm not mistaken there was a I can't remember his name there's a guy from the Rangers that was like uh, scouting you uh, he used to play for them there was a he used to be a pitcher I believe or I don't remember but anyways oh, it's my agent Bobby Witt there you go yeah yeah, yeah Bobby yeah. There, it was your agent okay I wasn't sure if it was your agent or if it was your if it was your uh, if it was someone that was scouting you but I remember that that's where I started reading. Uh, it was Bobby Witt, and uh, so, anyways, what was the decision made there for you? Uh, you know what? I, th- I mean, at the end of the day, it was just. Uh, I think if I was fortunate, like I said, I mean, I was fortunate enough to get drafted in the second round. Which I mean, at that point, it's it's kind of um, you know signing bonus and like financial standpoint as of you know it's 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 uh, it's one of those like are you? I mean, you get enough on the financial side to take to get your career started or are you going to want to take a chance and go to school for another three years and then you know i mean anything can happen uh to try to get drafted higher but i mean it's is one round can really yeah i don't want to say make a difference but it's like one round really going to be are you going to be okay with spending three years in college or four years or whatever it might be to get drafted one round higher and get your career started a little bit later and and for me i mean i think it was that's that's what we like uh with, like i said with like my agent with bobby i think we had a plenty of conversations about that and and the fact that if i would have been drafted anywhere lower than that i think i would have went i would have went to to college just yeah, like if you were like a fourth rounder, yeah, you definitely went to TCU. Yeah, I think it's just like I said. I mean, and, and it's not like a. I mean, it gets it's a financial thing at, to a certain point, but yet again, it's like um, for myself. It's like I mean, I, I and I, you know, I was flat out honest with him. I was like, you know, it's like if I get, like, what's the bottom number that we're gonna be looking for? Like, what round? Like, if we get drafted below this round, I'll go to school higher. It's like I'm, I just want to get started. You know, if it's gonna. For me, I always had that mentality that if, you know, if if it if this is gonna happen for me, if it's gonna work out, like I want to get started as soon the sooner the better for me. And like I said I took advantage of it, took, just take advantage of those opportunities, you know, just do the most of it. You know, I left, I went out to Arizona. That's the first time, uh, you know, right out of high school. You know, 18 years old. I mean, granted, it's probably like it's like going to college. Yeah, you're out there by yourself. You know, especially it's like he says like. You know, it's which you know how Hispanic family or land families in general, they're so close that yeah, it's like, sure. I mean, you can be gone for a day or two, that's no problem. But when you're gone for months and months and months, it's it's like you know, it's you get homesick, yeah, so. definitely. And at this time, you know, this is 2004, give or take. 
And I'm not sure when you met your high school sweetheart, who is now your wife. Um, wh- hold on, when when did you officially get with your wife? In high school. So yeah, what, we what, what actually, year? What year was this? 2003. Uh, actually, she uh, probably. Yeah, 2002, 2003. So you were already in a relationship with her for two years, yeah. high school sweetheart. And so now you have to factor in, like, okay, you know, if I if I leave, here's this personal side of my professional, you know, because you got to balance both. Yeah. And I don't know when the talks of getting married started or, you know, you mentioned to me that you have a son that's now uh, 16, 16. Or 16 years old. So I, I don't know even at what point she was pregnant. So now you factor this into your decision. Yeah to go pro uh, and how much of that played a part in your decision uh you know what to be honest i think she like like i said i mean i was pretty much uh with her thought through my high school career Cause she's she's a she graduated in 05 they're from tech so she's a year younger than me but it's like um she was always very supportive to be honest like you know she knew i think she knew what my goal was uh, since the first the, from the first day that we met that it was like I guess she can see like how intense and how competitive because uh, over the even over the summer because I, mean, <laughs> I, I was never here I mean we get out of school most kids are like okay well it's vacation time it's like but like I was gone every weekend where the words like we were in Houston we were in Austin you know and I think by her seeing that I think she really like helped me and like uh you know what I said? Like she, she supported me. She was like, yeah. you know, it's like if the opportunity is there, you, know, you just take advantage. Just go do it, try it. Because I mean, at the end of the day, um, like anybody, it's like you don't want to look back. Let's say, like I mean, further on down the road, it's like, well, if I would have done this, if if this, if that, yeah. I should have done this. You know, it's like I should have worked harder, or whatever it might be. It's like who knows where you could have been, but um, it definitely was. But like I said, it's like we we had her. You know, it's like I was actually in um, in uh, Greensboro and in and a and a ball in the minor leagues in a ball when uh, so I had to fly back from my my son's birth and then mm. I was here for like two or three days and then go right back. You know, <laughs> it's, it's not like it's like okay, well, some sacrifices it. that were made there for sure. You know, for for someone to be in a relationship with you know a professional athlete, you know and. Um, but how much how much of a role would you say that she played in your success overall over the years and just in general? I mean, to be honest, like I think uh, a lot. Like I said, I mean, I think she she was there for me. She was there with the the good days and the bad days. Yeah. You know, obviously, just like you said, it's it's tough. You know, it's like a um, you know we're at the end of the day, it's like we're not we're not perfect. We're we're human beings. You know, we're just one of those things that I mean, we sit there, we you know just problems that couples have you know that sort of thing but it's just one of those things that like i was always gone and then now to believe it or not now that i'm here like i even appreciate it a lot more just because like we were having this conversation earlier just because i mean we yeah like my son my my son plays select baseball my two daughters play softball so it's like i could only imagine when she if we have a hard time now that it's two of us, I can. I was like, oh, I can only imagine how she, what she dealt with when she was here by herself, running my son from this game. They're playing over here, and then taking care of a baby. You know, just just a lot of stuff that she like dealt with on that side of it. But then, like I said, it's like throughout my career. I mean, there was to be honest. I mean, there there is there is times that 
like i mean i would second guess myself it's like uh, I'm, am i doing the right thing am i supposed to be doing this like having this career because and normally it's like it comes to when obviously when things are going good things are great but it's like one of those things like baseball is such a mental game that you're not going to succeed each and every time yeah for sure and 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 we'll get a little bit more into uh, your career in a second but i want to kind of steer kind of go into that right now in, in regards to around the time you know, you're, you're, you you get drafted around the time that, you know, your notoriety goes up. You know, now everybody knows, you know, Giovanni Gallardo's about to, about to be a, a, something special. He's about to be something big. How did the attention, like, how did you getting more attention just in general, you know, I don't want to say impact you, but kind of like, did it have any influence on how you moved and how you maneuvered because you know from what i remember you were always a quiet guy from what everybody tells me you've always been a quiet guy you know you're not a you know you're not loud you know some of these young young kids some of these professional athletes they're flashy they they show off you've never really struck me as one of those people but you go from being someone that fairly low-key under the radar to now being a stud athlete that everybody knows Everybody knows, like, yo, that's the guy, like, did that. How did that impact you? Just just in general, from you being a young kid, you know, that came from Mexico, that probably went through your whole ESL circuit, you know, throughout elementary school, and people didn't really talk to you that much. You had, you know, some friends, but, you know, like, it wasn't like you were Mr. Popular. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody knows you. Yeah, well, I mean, I think uh – I think it just comes down to, like, the people that you have around you. Like I said, it's, like, I think for, like, my dad, uncles, family, friends, like, close friends, it's one of those things that, um, to me, I, w- I think I was so locked into my goal of getting to the majors that even when I got drafted, uh, for me, it wasn't – It was it was one step closer, but yet again, it wasn't where I wanted to get into. So I, I wasn't going to try and – you know, it's just like you said, it's like, I mean, obviously everybody makes their own decisions, but it's like, try to be flashy, try to do this, try to do that. It's like, because cause at the end of the day, it's like the same way, that might be the only opportunity you get. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that might be the only opportunity you get. Now, if you go waste it and not take advantage of it, who knows? Like, you can be out, out of the game in a year. You know what I mean? You For can sure. be, whether it be like, I mean, no money or well, bankrupt or, you know, just getting in trouble or, or whatever it might be. Because at the end of the day, it's like you said, and I, and, and for me, like growing up, I was, and I, and I still am, you know, it's just one of those, I kind of keep to myself. Or like I, you know, it's just uh, spend time with the family, with the, uh, uncles, dad, and, and whatnot, and, and things like that to where it's like I've never been that type of person that's kind of, that's going to be, bragging about what i have or there's to me it's it's to me it's i've I've just never been like that yeah i don't think that you know it's just one of well you know you know i could imagine just for the record you know because especially with like you know uh being a commodity in any sport and just in general you know uh you'll see like these stories go online where like giovanni gallardo signs this whatever whatever amount of deal you know for x amount of years so, like, I can only imagine, you know, you going to, like, 
a quinceanera and I are going to a family function and everybody now thinks you have this outrageous amount of money. I mean, because, you know, like, it's funny because I'm sure you, yeah. I thought, you know, I could, I could already hear it, like, you know, I start to say way secret, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it, but it's like, you know, it's like for me, it's like I always joke around with even, even like my own uh, uh, family members. I mean, not to, to, but they're like, I mean, I'll sit there. It's, uh, I mean, I'm always like, we'll go to parties. I'm like, I'm wearing my shorts and like, so it's like, for what? It's like. It's like, dude, they're going to, like, uh, don't you think? Well, I was like, I don't care what people think. It's like, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's like, plus, it's all, it's all like aunts, uncles. It's like, I was like, yeah. like I mean, they see me walking around with socks or, or yeah. you know, like, but yet again, like I said, I mean, I, I just think it's the way, the way that, that, you know, I was raised, you know, yeah. my dad. And like I said, it's always, which I'm sure you've seen it with yours. Like, I've, I've seen my dad. Like even now to this day, work six out of you know work six days a week. They know how, they don't know how to turn it off. Yeah. I mean it's like nonstop. I mean they have the option of working half a day. They stay as late as possible. It's yeah. like, I mean it's just watching him as a young kid just working, working so hard for his money that he earns to provide for us and to push us forward. I think it's like I mean you know just staying humble because I mean at the end of the day it's like. You never know when you know when when it, when it's gonna be over and done with. You know, I, I'll say that much. You know, I think that whether or not we realize it or not, like our fathers and our families, and specifically, you know, I'm, I'm referencing my dad and your dad. I'm sure uh, they 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 instilled work ethic in us without us even realizing it. Like, you're right. My dad's a workaholic. Like he has he's at a point right now where he could retire, and I think he's on the cusp of retirement. But even when he has his days off. He has his side hustles, like, you know, he's over there cutting yards or he's doing whatever. And I'm just like, man, I don't know how you could physically maintain doing this for as long as you have, you know, and, and, and go as hard as you do. But that's just the way they were raised. That's the way they, they came up. And, uh, you know, classic case of, you know, everything earned and absolutely nothing given, you know. So uh, I do have to ask, though, whenever you did get your first big league contract, what was the first big purchase you made? Um, first big purchase, not purchase, just a big purchase. Yeah. Whenever I got drafted, or after, like whenever I signed, whichever one you could just. Uh, you know, I think whenever I, to be honest, like whenever I got drafted, the first thing we bought was up on my parents' house. Badass. You know, it's like the it, dream right there. Yeah, That's the dream right there. Uh, and it was my thing was you know it's like you know it's just and it not comes down to what we're just talking right now. You know, just seeing them. Uh, my mom stayed was a stay at home mom, and my dad just working six seven days a week. And I mean, I think that's I mean, whenever I signed, and then whenever I, the first contract that I signed over in Milwaukee, I think uh, I think what I think we I think we bought ourselves like an, a like a house that the house that we're in. But I mean, I just <laughs> to be honest, I I mean, I've probably had like three. Two or two to three like big purchases that that like throughout my career, and again, like I said, I mean, I'm the the kind of person that is like you know, it's like if I don't need it, why why go get it? You know what I mean? It's like uh, the last one that I had was obviously like the car, the 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 car, the Lambo, the Lambo was the one again, but that comes down to 
when I was six, seven years old. You know, that was that yeah. was another goal of mine. It's like if I'm fortunate to get to this, like that's like my dream car. And then and you and you made it happen. And and again, and I and that was that was as and I waited as long as possible to 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 make sure. And even then, I still thought about twice. I think thought twice about purchasing because it's. I mean. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. <laughs> That's what I just say. No matter how much money you have, you still it's like at least it's like oh, it's like am I really gonna make this big purchase? Where I mean I can buy something else, but yeah. But to me, like I said, I mean I think it was uh, it was it was my dream car, and then you know once I purchased that, it's like all right, well now I'm done. You know what? So uh, and and again, you know, before we start getting into your professional career, um. That's awesome that you bought your parents the house. And I don't know that people realize the amount of sacrifices that, you know, I know now knowing, you know, now us being parents, like we realize the sacrifices they made. But I think for you being someone that at this point, you know, you've worked tirelessly to get to a point to where you can get to this point, you know, to your goal. It requires a lot of discipline. It requires a lot of sacrifices and it requires a lot of dedication and and the people around you have to hold you accountable and liable to that. Would you say that your father and your mother were the main ones, you know, as you were growing up, holding you accountable and liable and all that to to your goals and really pushing you towards that, or or was it like tough love, like you know? Because for me, my dad was very tough love. Like, you know, he he never really told me he was proud of me. I knew he was, but. He wasn't like that, you know. He, it wasn't like I won a game or I won a, uh, like I won an award, and it was like great jobs, and it was always like I like almost like it was expected, you know. Yeah, I think to be honest, I think uh, it was it was a little bit of both. But yeah, I mean, me growing up, and it was like I mean, like I said it's like I'm my dad was just like I, I think that's why they get along so well because they're they're similar, you know. Yeah. There is always not that you knew that they were happy for you, but yet again, it's like their mentality was always like, well, there's, there's room for improvement. You Absolutely. can do better. You know, you can do this, you can do that. And like I said, it's like for me, but yeah, I mean, my, I think my mom was, she was like the little bit more the, like the, the it's okay. Like, you know what, do you get it next time? You know, not, not that the soft side of it, but yet like my dad, like I said, is always, um, when it came down to, to the game itself, just the competitiveness. It was, it's like okay, well, you should. All you got to do is this and do do this and do that. And like and like I said, it's like. But yet again, it's like I think that's what I mean. I tell a lot of people this. So like, to be honest, like I think playing out there and like on the weekends, like those Sunday Sunday games, it it helped me mature. It helped me yeah. mature a lot a lot sooner, a lot faster. Just because I mean, again, just like you said, I mean, you're playing. You got kids from 14 years old to 35 year old, so it's not yeah. like it's you know it's one of those. And they're going that, hard. Yeah, and and it and it's full on. Okay, they they don't. I mean, it gets to a point where they they don't care how old you are. You know, they they want to win. It, it just it just hit me. El parque de los caballos. They want to they want to win, so they want to win, and yet you like if you're out there, like kind of. I mean, I started playing there when I was 14 years old. Your kid playing men at that age yeah. starts preparing you for what's exactly. to come. You know, so I think that, and so I think that that side of it, because um, like you said, it's like I mean, that was the first thing my agent uh, told me as well too. It's like you know, it's like honestly, it's like, and not only himself, but it's like the way you carry yourself. It's like you need to it's like just you need to see you've been around like 
much older people playing against yeah. like yeah because i mean you almost kind of have to because you can't yeah like if you're scared like you know it's one of those things that yep, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna feast on you yep. you know so uh this is the fun part of the interview now we're gonna get into your professional career now real quick you know i, I usually do like a grand introduction before every interview so i kind of got to bring it back uh the beauty of you being on here is that you were extremely successful as a professional, and a lot of people don't get an opportunity to achieve some of the things that you you were able to achieve. You're the all-time strikeout leader for the Milwaukee Brewers, and we're going to get to that as we as we move along. Uh, an all-star, you know, you, you were someone that were you know was able to represent your country in the World Baseball Classic. Again, we'll get to that in a second. But I want to go to the beginning real quick, which and you got oh, by the way, and you got an opportunity to play for the Texas Rangers, which I thought was really really cool for personal reasons. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, for me, it was so cool to see you get to the point where you became a professional, and even now, I would say you know, uh, especially during you know your playing career, um, I would do career days at these schools, and. You know, I would ask the kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? And everybody had a different answer. And every so often, I'll hear a kid, I want to be a baseball player. And whenever I was doing the career days at Cesar Chavez mm -hmm. Elementary, uh, that happens to be the elementary that was built on the old Sabine Jarvis grounds, I would always tell the kids, like, oh, and I would always use you as a reference point. Like, I know someone that actually went pro. Even though I hadn't spoken to him that whole entire time, uh, I, again, I felt connected because my father would tell me. But pulling it up right now, uh, June 18, 2007, you made your first uh, Major League debut against the San Francisco Giants, and you actually won that game. And in that game, you actually uh, you actually had an RBI double. I don't think people realize that you were pretty vicious with the bat. You know what I mean? But uh, let's go back to your debut. And by the way, you don't know this, but I actually DVR'd your, your debut game and the ESPN highlights when you made your debut. So it stayed on my DVR box for about a year and a half, you know. And I yeah. and I, I was I was really proud to see someone that came from the city, someone that came from uh the little league system that, that I was able to, to at very least be a small part of, someone that would go to the, the same games that I went to and above all, someone that you know came from the homeland, you know what I mean? Michoacan and that was really cool to me. So let's go to the debut game. Um, how was it, man? That very first time you get on the mound, you know, you've been doing this your whole entire life. This is the moment you've waited for. Did you shed a tear? Did, I mean, how was it? Like, Yeah, you know what? I mean, I think it. Um, I was nervous for sure. You know, <laughs> like I shed a tear. It's like I don't think I think I would embarrass myself even more if I would have done that. I think I did that after the game. That's what I mean, like after the <laughs> game to yourself. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just kind of just in shock. You know, just uh, I think uh, I just I just remember walking up, going to before the game. You know, it's going out to uh, the bullpen to warm up for the game, and then walking back in, making that it seemed like long walk from the bullpen into the dugout just yeah. to get ready but it was it was like a, a 22 yeah, year walk <laughs> yeah it, was, it seemed like it was, I was walking for like for a straight mile and it wasn't but uh you know just stepping on the mound you know just to, to with throwing your warm-up pitches i mean um you know just nervous shaking arms legs hand everything is like my only the only thought, to be honest, that I had was like, I right, just don't throw it over the backstop. It's like, don't throw it over. <laughs> you know? But that's how nervous I was. Just one being a, you know, especially 
you know, first pitch of the game. I mean, you had 40,000 people uh, looking at you. I mean, yeah. you're the center of attention because you're the one with the ball <laughs> getting ready to throw it. But then I think after that, I mean, I just kind of, after the first pitch, just kind of took a deep breath. It's like, you know, I was like, yeah, I've been doing this since five years old. You know, I, I mean, obviously, granted, it's a different level of competition. But yet again, it's like I always had the mindset, just have fun. You know, just go out yeah. there, give it all you got. And then you win, you win, you lose, you lose. And then, uh, you know, obviously it didn't help that it was against the Giants and uh, had to face uh, the Bonds, that third hitter in the first inning. I was like, oh, great. I was like, here we go. Not a, not first, this is your first game ever, your, your pro debut, and you're playing the 2007 San Francisco Giants, who, may I add, that season in specific, Bonds was on the hunt to break the home run record. Which he actually did break the home run record. Was that the year that they went to the World Series? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not. Uh, I'll cross reference that here in a second. But this is your first game ever. Yeah, it's about it's like well, it's like all right, well, here you go, welcome. Now you got to go strike these guys out or get these guys out. But like I said, it was uh, um, after that. Like I kind I settled in. I settled in, and you know, I just went about it about my game and 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 whatnot. I think the one I got. That pretty much took care of everything. Gave up my first home run, my first run, got my first hit, and everything in that first game. So it was, uh, it was fun. And I said it's like it was definitely. And then obviously after the game, it was just one of those things that, um, not even only after the game, but it stuck for me for a while. It was just just in shock. You know what I mean? It's just obviously growing up as a little kid, like we we're saying, you have that goal in mind. Um, obviously it's it's a. It's a the hard goal to reach, but um, once you realize you're there, you're like, all right, well, now we're here. Now we got to ma maintain and, and stay here for as long as possible. But I just, like I said, even four or five years into my career, I still couldn't believe it. To yeah. be I mean, to be honest, like it was just one, one of those things that I would sit there and tell my wife, I'm like, it's like, I, I still can't believe like I'm where I'm at now, not only because. I mean, it was because I see more, even even more just being around, being in the system, being in the minors, and you see guys come in and out. You know, yeah. that's how much. It's like everything. I always said you got to have talent, but yet again, you got to have some type of luck because, I mean, injuries and, yeah. and anything can happen. I mean, to be honest, like I, was, like I said, it's like it was a... It's, it's, it's a mental thing, too, because I think psychologically you have to be mature. You have to be disciplined. You have to really want it. And I think a lot of people don't want it as bad as they think they do. And uh, so so we'll get to that in a second. But I want to get back to this the, the, the debut. And I completely skipped the question of asking you, who was your favorite team growing up, your favorite players growing up? Like, was, was baseball something that, you, even though it was something that you were actively pursuing, was it something that you were actively, like, a fan of? Like, or were you, like, a fan of soccer or a fan of football or a fan of basketball? Um, no, I mean, I, I think I would say, I would say baseball. I mean, I said I, I, I wasn't a necessarily a fan of, I wouldn't say, like, one team. I was just a fan of the sport, to be honest, which, like, when me growing up, I mean, it was always – some reason it was the Cubs games and the Braves games were always on TV. Yeah, you know, TBS like, and WGN. That was the only thing we ever had. So I know, like a lot of, 
my uncles and uh, they were Braves fans and uh That's interesting. Yeah, they were Braves fans and then uh just f- for the for that reason and then even now I was obviously back in those days I mean the Braves were So you Braves, like you, you like know? Greg Maddox? <laughs> yeah, Greg Maddox and Glavin and all that but Oh like, shit, that was a good team. Yeah. Edward Griff was on that yeah, team, remember? It's like it's so it was uh for me I I think I enjoyed it. I enjoyed like watching the game, but to be honest, like a favorite team, I really didn't have one just because. Favorite player? Um, I mean, I'd say I'd probably say Griffey. Griffey, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to. That's such an adverse yeah, answer right there. Yeah, I mean, you got to. <laughs> just, just the way he being, you know. I, I mean, just. <laughs> so I can see why you and Adam were friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, Griffey was Griffey was the truth. Man. Yeah, you know, truth. it's like, but uh, you know, it's just one of those guys that, um, and I actually. Met with met him out. Uh, actually, was even more shocking when I when he was towards the back end of his career when he was in Cincinnati. I actually pitched against him. I actually faced. Him. I was like, all right, now this is like. Oh shit! I, well, like, you beat me to the question. You beat me to the yeah. question. I was going to ask you that. Uh, but hold on, did you always want to be a pitcher? I. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I did, but I wanted to do both. To yeah. be honest, mm-hmm. like I think I was I was gonna. Um, then to that was one of the reasons I committed to go to TCU because they were going to allow me to do both pitch mm. and and play the field and hit. So, uh, but obviously, like the years, like my last, my senior year in high school, I knew if the opportunity was going to be there, it was going to be to pitch. Holy so shit! I, you pitched against King Griffey. Just hit me. So when you pitch against King Griffey, you're like, wow, this is surreal. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, you, you grow up watching, uh, watching all those guys on Did TV. You, strike them out? you know, man. I think I might have. I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, it was. That, that would have been. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I. But th- did you get a chance to meet him though? Like, actually, like, you converse with him at all at any point? Or did you just I think when I was in Seattle, he would. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. When I was in Seattle, he he was in the club. I, he he would come in the clubhouse. He's uh just kind of hang out and and things like that. I mean, like I said, it's like I think little moments like that throughout your career that. Um, I mean, you see guys on TV, and then yet again, next thing you know, you're here trying to figure out how to get those guys out, and it's uh, it's like somebody that you look up to, you know. Wow, that's that's interesting. So, anyways, moving along now. So, obviously, you make your debut, you win your debut, um, and then the journey begins, and now you start, you know, now you're officially part of the Milwaukee Brewers. How was it playing for the Milwaukee Brewers, being drafted by Milwaukee? I know you didn't have a favorite team. I don't know if you ever envisioned yourself in pinstripes or if you ever envisioned yourself playing for the Rangers uh, or or playing for the playing for the you know the Cubs or the Braves. Uh, but now you're with Milwaukee, uh, which obviously you know, you, in this case, it's one of those classic cases. That, you know, you don't you don't pick the team; the team picks you, and you're over there now. I can imagine seeing your your name stitched on the uniform like holy shit this is real. How was it playing for Milwaukee and 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 walking into that that organization, that city? I've never been to Milwaukee. Yeah. I have no idea what to expect from Milwaukee. I don't even know what it looks like out there. I'm I'm assuming it snows. I have no idea. But how was it playing for 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 Milwaukee? You know what I th- honestly I enjoyed it. I mean, because it's uh, again like Milwaukee's not a it's not a huge city. It's not something like like Chicago or Atlanta or New York or places like that. It's more of I guess you got 
Dallas and Fort Worth, and it's like a, <laughs> it's a smaller city. But I tell you what, it's like a, they love their their sports out there, man. It's like you know what, it's like it was nice to see, you know, pretty much a very good, solid crowd day in day out, no matter if it could be a Monday or Saturday. You know, you can never tell the difference, and um, you know they're they're diehard fans, obviously. You know of, of all their sports up there, and it's uh, I said I mean it's it's at the beginning of the season it can it still get a little bit it's still a little cold, but yeah. once summer once those summer sets I mean it's 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 nice as can be. You're talking about seventy five degrees, eighty degrees, but like I said I and I think uh, more than anything I was like they made me feel welcome. Yeah, you know I think they I had mean? a bobblehead day on you before. Yeah, they they <laughs> they, uh, they made me feel welcome welcomed, and not only myself but my wife and. Uh, then my son. Did, did your family ever relocate to Milwaukee, or where no, they? Oh, uh, they. We would. They would go over there for the summer, but just uh, obviously when they got out of school and school started, they would, we were always. I would always come back down to down here to to Fort Worth, but um, I said it's like they just. Like yeah, I mean, I was just there not too long ago, and it's like and I said it's like they, yeah, you got yeah. inducted into the Milwaukee Brewers Wall of Honor, and uh, again, you know, I mentioned. Uh, a little while ago, that you know, you were at, you're actually the all-time strikeouts leader for that organization, uh, and anytime I've seen you or them share anything about you on their page, uh, a lot of the fans, you know, really, really seem to say some great things about you, and seem to you seem to have been, have been beloved out there. So, I, I just kind of wanted to know a little bit about Milwaukee and the Milwaukee culture, and playing for for that organization. Uh, 2007, you, you start your career with them. Uh, you start getting into a groove. At what point do you feel like you really came into your own as a professional? You know, now that you're in the league, you've been doing this your whole life. But at what point do you feel like, okay, now, I'm, now I'm, 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 I'm rolling. I'm clicking on all cylinders. Would you say it was 2010, the year that you were, you know, in the All Stars? Yeah, I think so. I think after, you know, I think I came up in 07. Obviously, I got that. Uh, I missed almost pretty much all of 08 because I was hurt for surgery. And then at there, I think I've, I've probably going into the 09 season, 09 and 10. I think that w that's when everything kind of, because again, I mean, obviously the, you, you gain experience for just from being there, mm -hmm. just from uh, competing against guys at that level and, and things like that. You learn a lot. I mean, even, I mean, there's, you can play 15, 20 years and then, each and every start you go out there, you're gonna learn something. You yeah, know, you have sure. to keep one step ahead of not only the like the hitters, but the game. You know, try to get better and whatnot. And I think at at that point, after I was finally healthy, came back after again, like after the '08 season, after when when I got hurt. I mean, I think that at that point it was kind of like, all right, well now it's now it's time to go. Now it's let's do what we can to get try to see how long we can make this uh this dream last you know how how long can uh how many years are we going to be able to play and and like i said i mean it's 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 just like you said i mean just it's it's a mental game and uh just for there's a reason why not very many people get to play 10 plus years you know yeah. get to obviously just not only for the not besides like the wear and tear on your body but like the mental side of it just because i mean you're a lot of sacrifices you got to make and mm -hmm. um being away, again like i said being away from family kids and and things like that in 2010 i feel like that was an interesting year for you you know professionally you're you know you've reached a point in your career now where 
you're amongst the best in the league now. You're not just, you're no longer just a player on the roster. You're you're, you're on the All Stars, and you know you're you're a starting pitcher. You know, um, I don't know if you were what if you were one or two that year, uh, in, in terms of the rotation, uh, but I know that that year you also experienced something that was very challenging, which is something that comes with fame. You know, there was an incident that happened in L.A. where I believe you and someone on behalf of the organization was actually robbed at gunpoint. And uh, I don't, I don't want to revisit that too much, but, like, that's the, the other side of fame that I don't think a lot of people realize. And I don't, I don't like using the term fame because, you know, you don't strike me as someone that was, like, again, that was flashy mm-hmm. and, and whatever. But, like, do you recall if that was if that was something that was calculated and something that was like you were targeted because you were a ball player or were you just at the wrong place at the wrong time at that time? Uh, honestly, I think I was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, it's just one of those things. And actually happened in Milwaukee. Oh, I thought it happened in LA. So it, was in, it was in Milwaukee. Um, it was just one of those things that, um, I mean, it was just, it was somewhere that I shouldn't have been uh, at that point. And then and I said, because it's just, uh, I mean, and it's like anything. I mean, obviously when you're you're out, uh, late at night, whenever you know certain areas, it's just like anywhere. I mean, you just never know. You have no control of of what's gonna happen or, or what can happen, and whatnot. And then, uh, you know, but it's just again, it's just one of those things that, uh, like I said, as like you know, we make mistakes as long as like we're human beings. And it's just one of those things that you just you just have to understand that being an athlete or being, you know, like somebody that's known not only around the city but playing at any type of sport you're gonna be a target a, you know yeah a, the one a target and if something happens everybody's gonna find out you yeah. know what i mean it's not like it's um and and again it's not like it's just uh because i'm pretty sure like that type of things happen every day on a daily basis yeah. but you know it's just something when it happens to like an athlete or things like that and then it's like well you know, it's like, well, you shouldn't have been doing this. And granted, I mean, like I said, it's like the wrong place at the wrong time. But it's just we. Just All they took was what, like money and jewelry, yeah. right? Yeah, and I remember reading that when it happened, and when I remember seeing that, I, I was. You know, it's an eye opener. You know what I'm saying? It's an eye opener because I think it's a, a cautionary tale for professional athletes just to kind of know uh, that anything can happen at any time. So you always got to check and watch your surroundings. And I don't think that it was a case of you being careless like you said you're just at the wrong place at the wrong time but uh it's something i feel like professional athletes should always factor in they should always know like yo like i it's it, it, this anything can happen yeah yeah i mean of course and i just like i said i mean you always got to be aware of uh you know it's like if you're if you want to do that or be at a certain place it's like okay well what are the risks am i gonna this <laughs> possibility you know what i mean because it's just and yet again, I mean, it's at the end of the day because there's nobody at, uh, that's going to be responsible but yourself. I do not want to skip any steps because there's a lot to cover, but obviously we've been going for a while, but I do want to go into the World Baseball Classic, right? So the World Baseball Classic, which was a tournament that was put together, uh, I want to say like 2006, 7, yeah, 8, 9, somewhere around, around that around time around. frame, uh, I want to say that you got an opportunity. What year was it? Do you remember uh, that you were you were able to represent Mexico? Uh, I that was I went to two of them. I was be able to put, be a part of two of them. The first one was in 
think it might have been that year in 11, I think. So. And then the last one, the one that I was a part of that was in Mexico was in 16. I'm trying to look for it right now. I can't find it. But That's nonetheless, the World Baseball Classic. You are now representing your country. And I thought it was so fire that you got an opportunity to wear that Mexico jersey. Because that Mexico jersey is still one of the best jerseys that I've ever seen, right? Uh, how how much did it mean to you to represent Mexico, to, to, to represent your country, and, and ultimately to get an opportunity to play in Mexico? And... And I think you mentioned off the record that was your first time ever playing in Mexico, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it was definitely it meant a lot. You know, like I said, it's just that's a, you know, that's where I'm from. You know, that's a country, yeah. those are your roots. You know, it's one of those things that it's obviously um, to something to look forward to. And whenever they they asked, whenever I had that opportunity on the first one, the first one that I went to to be a part of, I mean, I, I said yes in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? It's just one of those that. I mean, it's a different type of atmosphere. I mean, it's a, now you have, you know, on a normal, you have fans that, you know, you have Dodgers fans, you have, yeah. you know, Rangers fans, but yet, you know, but when it comes down to the classic, you, you're rooting for your country. You know, you're rooting yeah. everybody for your country. You want them to go out there and succeed. And just to put that jersey on that, you know, that says Mexico in the front to represent you know, your country, it's, it's, I mean, something that words can, can explain. And then, uh, granted the last one that I went to was in Guadalajara, you know, that's the first time I'd ever pitched in Mexico period. I wanted, uh, at a professional level and just to obviously, I mean, just like I said, we do, we know how like athletes are like Mexican born players or, you know, we, we keep each other, we an eye on each other just because we want to we want the country to succeed we want other kids that have those same roots to try to try to get there to the same uh same level if not if not better so it's uh for the people down in mexico to have the opportunity to watch for me to go out there and pitch in front of them it it, it meant a lot just because uh and now they can and there's a passionate fan base out there and i'm sure that you know, you got an opportunity to touch a lot of people and, and people were probably moved by your testimony of knowing that you came from where they came from. And I wonder how many, because, you know, like at this point, you know, I I know of Giovanni Gallardo because you're from Fort Worth. I know Giovanni because of Little League. I know Giovanni because of Trimble Tech. But I wonder if these kids are, you know, know Giovanni because he plays for Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Brewers or because he came from where they came from. And I wonder if you would, you know, someone's favorite player out there. And you know what I'm saying? Like it's just... It's so surreal to know, like, now you've become the person that can inspire a generation of future ball players. Yeah, and I think, and I think that's what you know. Like even now, I think that I think that's what it's about. You know, for me, like I said, it's like I mean, not to go off topic, but like um, myself growing up, um, when I was at a young age, I would have loved for somebody to you know to have the opportunity to to you know meet an athlete or or somebody that that's gonna that you're able to see that it is possible, you know, with the hard work and put everything you have into it and you can achieve whatever you want. And now, you know, I see kids even when I'm, when I'm out and about with my, that my son's game or my daughter's games, you know, kids that come up to me and just, <laughs> you know, just, just asking me questions about, you know, how, how it was or hearing little, hearing kids saying it's like, Oh, well, I want to, I want to be a, 
professional baseball player too. You know, when I grow up, I want to do this. And it's like, you can see that they understand that where I came from is like, it's possible. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, they can achieve it if, if they, um, whatever they want and, and then go from there. I want to show you something real quick. Let me pull it up real quick. I'm, I'm looking for it on my phone right now. So, you know, obviously you, you're playing for the Milwaukee Brewers and ultimately, you know, 2007 to 2014, that's the last year you played for the Brewers. And then in 2015, and I don't want to skip anything with the Brewers, but obviously, you know, they've been going for a while. In 2015, you end up signing uh, to, or did you get traded to the Rangers? I got traded. So yeah. you got traded to the Texas Rangers. Uh, now you get a chance to come home and play home, which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, did you ever envision, or is that something you ever wanted to do? Was it something that you wanted to do growing up? Like, y'all want to play for the home team. I get an opportunity to be in front of my hometown fans. I get a chance to play in front of some of my family members and relatives. Uh, like, was that something that you that you ever envisioned? Or, or you know, that like at the time, like, what did that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's something that I always thought of, to be honest. Like, I always, uh, I always said it, like, whenever, I mean, granted, I mean, I, uh, I enjoyed playing in Milwaukee. I loved it, you know thankful for the opportunity but it's one of those things that i think as an athlete everybody at some point wants to play for their home team where they grew up you know and for me there was nothing different uh i always I always said that if i get the opportunity um to play here in texas like i i would i would do it i mean just for the reason being that just like you said it's like there's a lot of family members that maybe mm-hmm. aren't able to make the trips up to milwaukee or or to to go out there and see me play, and then to be here is like I know I said going to school here, growing up here, family, friends, you know, a little bit of everything, and it's uh, just knowing that every time I took the mound here when I was in Texas, you know, there was gonna be people that I knew in the stands, rather outside of of, of family members that, um, you know, I think before that the the only thing closer was when Houston was in the same division. So my parents oh, yeah. would drive down to Houston every time I'd go down there to pitch. And, and, uh, whenever I was here, you know, it's, I loved it. I mean, I loved pitching here. It's like, it's a little, I mean, it's a yeah. photo of me right there in 2015. It took me forever to find it. It's a one time for the home team forward. Eight one seven. Yeah. Forward eight one seven where the dreams come true. It's a picture of me wearing, uh, I guess, uh, a shirt, that I got the year that you came to the Rangers yeah, in 2015. And this is really cool. Yeah, 2015 right there. It's really cool for me because whenever I saw you come and play for the home team, obviously, um, just to kind of full circle, now you, you're back here. And I don't know where you're at in your career because I don't think people realize that you've been playing baseball since you were five years old. Now you're, at this point, 2015, how old are you, probably in 2015? 2015, I was... Seven years ago, man. Shit, I don't, can't even remember. 26, maybe 27? No, I'm 20. I was 28. Damn. We, we 28. Were, we're horrible at math. Yeah, I can't... <laughs> maybe you just don't want to remember that. <laughs> but, but, you know, you being 28, so now you've been playing ball for, shit, 23 years, you know, and... 
this is this is a sport that takes a lot a toll on your body. You've had surgeries, your arm has been throwing for X amount of years. Like, you know, like naturally through age, respectfully, we deteriorate. So your 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 arm has got all that wear and tear, all that mileage on you. And from that point forward, that's whenever, you know, you start going towards the tail end of your career. You know, you 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 2016, Baltimore Orioles. 2017, the Seattle Mariners. 2018, the Cincinnati Reds. And then you end up playing your last game in 2018 for the Texas Rangers, which was on September 30th. And then that was it. Like, was it something that you you would say you you knew that as you were starting to go from team to team that your career was winding down? Uh, or were you still, like, were you were you honest with yourself about it? Or were you like, no, I know I've still got another run in me. I know I still have, you know, um, I know I could still go. Yeah, no, I mean, I, to be honest, I think, it, I, I mean, once that started to happen, obviously once uh, after that was a free agent here after the 2015 season, uh, like you said, it's like when I went to Baltimore and then like team after team, I was, I mean, I, I, I knew where it was going and I was okay with it. You know, it wasn't one of those things that, I mean, obviously we all know that you can't do every, everything for forever. Yeah. You know, just like you said, it's one of those things that the way I looked at it, um, for me was okay. If the opportunity is there to continue playing, it's like, I'm in, I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. If I feel like not necessarily that I wasn't able to compete anymore, but it's just one of those things that it's like, are you really going to be like, trying to struggle not like struggle trying to go from team to team and this thing again yeah. not not having a stable or like a solid uh base to go off of it would be with the team that it was kind of because i mean i still i think i still could have played after that year in 18 and it came down to it's like okay do i do i want to go down to triple a again do i want to go to triple a and wait for an opportunity to come back up to the big leagues and, and that sort of thing to yeah. where, you know, it's like, or do I just now I've gone for total minor league for 14 years, you know, it's like, is it now, now for me, it was time to, you know, take my son or follow my son around, take him to his games, like my daughters, you know, spend time with them. Cause to be honest, like I, I, missed so much when my, with my son growing up yeah. i mean like i said like those sacrifices that that we that we had to make as athletes like i missed so much from when he was little like i missed so many games like baseball games when he was eight nine ten years old over the spring and summer that i i mean i was never there yeah. was was it by choice i mean not necessarily because i mean it was i i mean obviously i that a job to do the profession that I had that that I had to be there and now you know it's like now that my daughter's like towards the back end it was to me it just kind of hit me a little bit different just I mean I would come home for a day and the first question was would to me would be like uh, were you leaving again or you know that sort of yeah. thing that it's like yeah and then again like and, that, and, and by the way you have two daughters correct yes and how old are your daughters now uh nine and seven 
So they were babies whenever you were coming yeah, home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were little, so it was kind of like, and then and girls hit different, bro. Yeah, I mean, and then to be honest, like after, <laughs> like after that 2018 season, and then I mean, I was getting minor league offers to do this, and I finally I decided, like, man, you know, it's like if if the if the the right offer, the right opportunities that not there is like I just you know I just stay home and I kind of. Whenever, uh, um, I mean, you didn't have to play for the money anymore at that point. Yes, you you you, you were you were responsible yeah, and it, and it, 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 it gets to a point where it's like you gotta. Is it? I mean, is you making a little bit more money gonna make a difference in the long run, or staying yeah. with staying with the kids? And then when I, I just whenever I told him, I was like, oh, I was like, I'm, I don't think I'm gonna. I mean, I don't think I'm gonna play this year. I mean, there were. They were the happiest they can be, like running around the wow. house. You know what I mean? Just because they knew that I wasn't gonna leave. And then, you know, I wasn't gonna be, that I was gonna be there. That first year, I imagine was like yeah. You know, it's like I told, I, I told him I was like, well, it's like, it's like I mean, they were telling everybody that I wasn't leaving. Obviously, they don't. They, at that point, they didn't understand what. Um, they knew what I that I played baseball, but they didn't know at what level. You know mm. what I mean? Because they were still, they were young. But now, now they. Well, I'm sure your son may have registered it a little bit. Yeah, right? you know yeah, I mean? no, my my son. I think I mean to be honest, I think he was happy too. You know, I mean he's he's kind of he's laid back like me. He's chilled. He doesn't say much. But when I told him that I probably wasn't gonna uh, be gone anymore, I can just you know you can just see his face reaction was a little bit different. Like oh, like excited, you know, like happy yeah. just because. Cause I mean, like I said, it's like I mean, you're, it's for I mean, you're gone for yeah. eight months out of the year, so it's it's not like <laughs> it's not like it's again like it's a, it's a day or two. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and wow. Well, I mean, you never actually announced your retirement, but um, clearly, you know, it's been now going on four years since you played. Um, you ended your career at this point with a winning record. Uh, like I mentioned, you know, you 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 were the strikeout leader for the for the Milwaukee Brewers. You've been honored by the Milwaukee Brewers. You've won several awards, several accolades. Do you look back at your career with any regrets? Anything that you wish you would have done different? Anything that you wish you 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 would have accomplished? Is there uh, something that eluded you that you wish that you would have had? Obviously, played in the World Series is something that everybody envisions winning a, a championship. Or would you say like? Coming where you came from, knowing what you struggle, you, you, knowing the struggles and everything that you endured, and all the sacrifices that you, your family made, your wife made, your kids made, and ultimately that you made um, to get to this point, would you say you're happy with your career? Yeah, I mean, of course. I think the only thing is, just like you said, I think the only thing is, uh, you know, as an athlete, is the winning a championship. Winning a World Series, but I mean, I think that's the no only no hitter. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I think World Series is probably the, the most. I think that's obviously that's what, as an athlete, that's what you play for. Mm. You know, it's like uh, I think you would much rather have that. And granted, I mean, it's it's uh, everybody, every, all the teams are competing for one trophy, so it's not like you know, it's 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 something out of your control in a way. But it's uh, for me, it's like I. Throughout my career, like I was, a, I always, I, I knew that whenever I got to this point, I didn't want to look back and be like, "Well, I, I should have done this, yeah. I should have done that," you know, that sort of thing. It's like for me, whenever, ever since my career started, I did everything I could to prepare myself to go out there and perform. Uh, gave it all, 
100% each and every time I had the ball for the same reason that whenever I was done, but like whenever I was done, I knew that I did everything I could. So yeah. It's like, no, you absolutely have it. Yeah, dude, let me tell you something. Uh, you have every right, in my opinion, to be proud of what you've accomplished. You know, like from where I've stood and from what I've seen, you know, obviously – you know, I'm proud of you. You know, I know that we, we may have not had a, a relationship over the years like that, but seeing you, obviously I've supported you in my own way. I had a music video like two years ago and I like inserted some footage of you in there because I feel like you do have a legitimate legacy and uh, above all, you, you, you're a classic case of hard work paying off and showing our people and our culture, you know, not only, uh, not only being Mexican and Mexican born or Mexican Americans, uh, but being from the city, you know, uh, growing up here in Fort Worth, you know, where even though by population, we're well, one of the most populated cities in the United States, uh, number 13 to be exact, number 12. Uh, and I don't think people realize, like, sometimes growing up in the neighborhoods, we don't realize how possible it is to accomplish certain goals. And so you are, to me, were, were a testimony to, like, being able to see that come to life and... You know, even the little things, like whenever I told you, that when I saw Triple Tech in the ballpark after you, it reminded me of whenever Pudge Rodriguez came mm -hmm. to meet your middle school and cut the ribbon uh, and said, you know, here we're, we're opening up a new baseball field, the Ivan Rodriguez baseball field. And I was like, that's the coolest shit I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Like Pudge, and, you know, this is Pudge, you know, and yeah. here he is coming to to our neighborhood to open up a baseball field. Um yeah, the crazy the crazy thing about that, I actually I was there that day too, and I actually when the, when I got traded here, I told him about that. Oh wow, it's crazy. Yeah, I was like I was like man, I was like come here because like it's like he's a great like I said great dude. I was like I was like hey, and I asked him I was like hey, you remember like back I don't know what year it was ninety seven. Like, yeah, I believe I was like, you remember when you went to a like they you didn't even go to that school though, did you? To the it was like a it was a meeting. It was in Avenue though. No, but that's when they moved the uh, Sabine over there. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they moved us to being the little league. Yeah, they did. So, um, and I told him, I was like, "Ah, you weren't there." I was like, "Yep, you rolled up. I think it was like in a Porsche or something." I was like, "You showed up, this, do that." He just kind of looked at me like, "You were there." I was like, "Yep." I was one of the little kids running around like trying to get. He's like, "But see, it's like, but things like that, as they said, it's like just to be, see somebody and be understand that it's like it." It's possible, you know what I mean? It's Absolutely. like it's, everything's possible. Career aspirations moving forward. I know that we're about to wrap up here right now. Uh, do you have anything that you want to do now that you, you, you've, you obviously you're not playing, you know, is there anything that you, do you want to get into coaching? Do you want to just focus on being a dad? By the way, congratulations, you actually have another baby on the way now, so. Yeah, thank you. Um, Honestly, like right now, it's like I've, it's coaching as far as like, getting back in the game like professionally is like I don't think so um I think right now it's just again it's like I'm helping out with my son's baseball team and my daughter's softball team now just gonna coach them and just you know for me it's like once I was done it was just dedicate time for them it's like whatever yeah. they want to do they want me to help out and coach it's like I'll coach it's like I'll follow them around it's it's their time now it's like yeah. uh now once when once they get older um if coaching in the future is open for me down the line then we'll see but as of right now i, I don't like I, it's about them it's about them and then uh, you got another one on the way and so yeah, <laughs> and another little boy on the way so it's uh 
And I said, it's just, it's just whatever they, you know, is they want to, they want to go run around and hit or play catch or do this and do that. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, that's, I'm, I'm going to give them as much as they want or do whatever, whatever they want. Two more questions. Um, and we're done. Um, career highlight. What would you say is your career highlight professionally, you know, minor league, middle league, high school, what would you say is the one thing that stands out to you that was, in your opinion, your favorite career moment? Um, you know what, to be honest, I think just uh, just the achievement, like I said, just have being a part of that All-Star game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you said, I mean, it's just one of those, it obviously, you're, you, you have those opportunities because you're the best of the best pretty much yeah. uh, you know what i mean and i think for me that was uh, a big accomplishment just a uh, lot of people in that yeah. on the, uh, across the field on the same field that you share the field with exactly some just legends just, man some hall of famers some yeah, some of the greats just, man so yeah. just just with just uh i think in it and to be honest i think it kind of helped me realize and understand that I was at that level that they were at. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not, it's like you said, like it's, it's not one of those things that is like, okay, where well you're just on the team. Now you make the all-star, the all-star game. And now you're one of the elite athletes and pitchers for, you know, the, in the sport in general. And I think it's, uh, um, you know, there's, I mean, I think that would be the biggest one. I mean, there's, even though, like I said, it's like, I just, I I enjoyed every moment of it, you yeah. know what, to be honest, but I think that would be the highlight. Last question. The show the name of the show is called Not the Beats Experience. Um, I'm all about giving game, I'm all about giving advice. What advice would you give to someone? Doesn't even have to be a, a, an aspiring baseball player. It could be a aspiring athlete, musician, someone just going out to the goals. What advice would you give somebody uh right now that is maybe experiencing some self doubt? maybe experiencing some some just need some motivation what what words would you give them from your personal experience uh you know what to be honest uh like i said i mean this this whole conversation for me i think uh no matter what your goal in life is like you said an athlete musician or you know a doctor or whatever you have that mindset um you know you can achieve it you can achieve it don't let it, don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't you know, push yourself, work hard, uh, do whatever, prepare yourself, do whatever you have to do to get to that, to, to that goal, you know, then the, if it works out, awesome. If it doesn't, you know, later on in life, you'll, as you mature, as you get older, I think you'll, you'll see that you gave it all you got, you know, you'll see that, um, that you're going to be able to, uh, to push yourself and put in the hard work. Cause if you put in the, putting in the work is the number one thing, you know, in anything you do, yeah. you know, if you, you got to work, you got to work, nothing, nothing's given. So you gotta, you gotta put, put the work in and then, um, just achieve, uh, just do whatever you can. There you go, guys. Like I always say, dreams don't come true and dreams don't work unless you do. So Yovani, I appreciate you joining me on the show. I appreciate you coming by doing this exclusive interview uh, this is my first time doing an audio interview in quite some time. There's so many other things that I wanted to cover. I wanted to ask questions about some of the ball players you played with, but we'll save it for another day. Uh, I definitely wanted to get your take on 
PDs and baseball and all that good stuff. But this is a good conversation. It was great catching up with you. It was great uh, knowing about your journey and uh, it, it was it was an, it was an absolute honor watching you play out there and achieve your goals and, and seeing your dreams come true. It definitely inspired me and it inspired a lot of other people as well. So appreciate you joining me. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Hola, Richard Conway. Mm-hmm.